Okay, I'm gonna go live. Hey guys, Steve here from Potent Phonics. Today we're gonna to talk about growing with fishes. Growing with fishes. Right. Welcome, everybody. Oh, I got the wrong camera on. There we go. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Growing with Fishes podcast uh, episode. What are we up to? 314. Um, today, we're going to talk about some of the stuff I'm doing in Thailand and then uh, talk about uh, some of the stuff the panel's working on because we're all kind of working on different cool stuff right now. But I figured I'd give you guys kind of a quick preview of uh, some of the stuff going on, depending on what's going on i might even grab the grab my uh, my tie phone and try to stream from out there i can't promise that it'll work but we can certainly try but i did record some video this morning while i was out there doing my normal morning rounds uh, checking on everything to um, kind of show you what's going on and then what we're we're going to go do in the future um i think you guys will really find it interesting it's very similar to what josh does with the uh, hybridization of both soil and and kind of ponds uh, rather than doing just a straight aquaponic system um, you know, pulling the water from the, the ponds that we're adding oxygen and fish and fish food to, uh, and then pulling that that nice minerals off of that kind of in a hybrid type situation. Again, I mean, here, uh, just to show you guys where I'm at, um, at like, that's a rice field right outside my window. That's directly in front of me. Um, you can see that. <laughs> so <laughs> it is extremely humid. And um, uh, I'm also going to do some uh, IPM, or sorry, uh, AIMO collection, so aquatic microorganisms from the rice fields, which I'm super excited to. And then we, we have an OMAX microscope coming, a triscope. We're actually going to put them under the microscope and actually do some live um, microbial collections from rice fields and show what microbes are in there, because I don't know if anyone's really done that before. And um, we often talk about aquatic uh, indigenous microorganisms, so I'm super stoked on that because I have access to a <laughs> ludicrous amount within feet from my house. So I'm super stoked on that. Um, Anyways, uh, uh, we'll have a great episode for you guys today. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, we have uh, Wes Engine. How's it going, Wes? Big up, Potent. Big up, everybody out there. Hope everyone's living well. Uh, we got uh, Marty. How's it going, Marty? Good. How's it going, guys? Good to see everybody. And we got Josh. How's it going, Josh? Hello. Stoked to be here. Nice to meet everybody. Nice to see everybody. Another me night. Me and Josh and Wes had a great show last night over on Dat Smoke Show. Go you know, check that out as well. Uh, we, we do that every Wednesday. A little more laid back than this show, and uh, we have a lot of fun over there. So definitely check it out. We got to get Marty on the Dat Smoke Show and get him a little uh, cognac or something to get him a little, you know, tossed <laughs> up. Or... <laughs> well, I don't, I don't drink alcohol, but... Uh... Um, and I do plan on coming on there, my, uh, but my, right now my wife is, um, she's going to college and so she has a class at the same time. So I got, I got dad duties, but, uh, you know, she won't be in class all the time. She'll have breaks. So I'll be able to join you when we can do that. So, um, I do listen though, quite a bit when, uh, when I'm downstairs, I tune in. So good times. We've had some really fun episodes. We had Breeder Steve on there. We've had Tons of great knowledge from um, Brandon Rust on there. Just it's you never know who's going to pop on. We can we kind of invite everybody and see who shows up, and it's a good time. So definitely check it out. Um, yeah, so I figured I'd tell you guys what I'm up to. I'm out here in Pechaboon. Um, actually, before that, 
make sure to check out our aquaponics class. Um, Marty and I do have an aquaponics uh, course that you can take on uh, aquaponic cannabis. Um, throw this up on the screen here real quick. And you can take that over at uh, abmjclass.com. We also have a, a full pest class at thepestclass.com as well, if you're looking for living soil and uh, aquaponic pest control methods. All right, let me pull up some videos here, but uh, we have all kinds of cool stuff going on out here. So um, I'm actually going to be recording a bit later today a bunch of stuff on IMO and IPMO. So um, it's almost like cheating to, to do IPMO out here. We can actually go out to the local market and buy kilos of crickets or grasshoppers or scorpions or centipedes because they eat them here as well. So I can buy them by the kilo uh, when rather than having to go collect them or get insect fresh, I can literally just get local insects at the local market um, with no problem. That's already do they sell them? Do they sell them fresh? Like, I mean, live for people to, or do they, are they? Uh... Yeah, if I want to buy them, I don't know if they have them live, but I can get them uncooked, I guess is the word. Yeah, I need a bag of live scorpions. I got to do something. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what the fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they bring the, remember the lobsters at the grocery stores? <laughs> so I have seen, I have seen tarantulas and scorpions live, but I haven't seen the crickets or the centipedes live. But um, they eat them here pretty, pretty, you know, it's like a street food. But uh, it's really easy to make uh, the pest management stuff when you can just go buy a kilo of bugs, right? Like <laughs> it saves a lot of effort and a lot of labor. <laughs> Uh, that'll be cool. So we'll we'll do some collections with that, and then kind of show how to make that pesticide. Uh, I was talking with Chris about that. I think he's going to um, post some of that stuff up as well. Um, so that's going to be really fun to do. And then we're also going to do an IMO series. And then we're also going to do two versions of the video: one in English and one in Thai, because currently there are no good Korean natural farming videos in Thai that are properly translated. So we're going to do a whole video series on the different KNF inputs just in Thai. So that's going to be really cool too, to help the people here. And as part of the project, part of the reason why I was interested in working with these guys is because they're all about education and, and helping the regular farmer, not just the ganja farmer. So um, I'm really stoked on that. And uh, I'm really excited to start working on that project today. Um, that'll be, you know, the rest of my afternoon after this podcast. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. We actually have got all the wood to make the IMO boxes. We're going to start cutting that down as soon as we finish this and then uh, get the boxes together and then start cooking some rice. And we'll also do take the rice wash. We'll do a traditional lactobacillus collection, uh, as well as uh, some kefir, uh, and kind of show a couple of different variations on that as well. That'll be the next little bit. And then uh, let me kind of show you guys some of the different things. All right. So this is uh. Oh, 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 sorry. Here we go. Let me share this here. Sorry for the eighty bajillion videos open. Tabs open. Here's the nursery slash clone room. We'll be adding another tier of lights above here, uh, maybe even two tiers um, for clones. Uh, but for now, he's got a bunch of seedlings and a bunch of different stuff that we're popping right now. So super excited. Got some some root beer GMO. Uh, super stoked on that. Um, we got some freak show. We got. Some Soto project. We got a bunch of good stuff. Um, what else? Uh, some Freak Show. I think I said that already. Critical Kush, Sour Diesel, Cherry Kandahar, Gas Mac V, 
uh, Mac 2 from Brendan Rust. Got Pam. We got Pam 1. A bunch of other stuff. G13 hash. It's going to be good. And then we have a bunch of Thai stuff. So this is all Thai stuff. This is all Thai stuff. Uh, this is all native Thai stuff. So do some larger scale pheno hunting on that. Um, yeah, pretty dope. So have a nice clean room. We'll be adding a second rack here as well. Um, so we'll have more. Uh, and then probably a, a shorter rack here uh, in the front. Uh, and maybe one over here as well. Um, but we have nice ventilation, all insulated and everything, dehumidified. Um, so, yeah. And humidified in case we need it. So, yeah. Pretty great. Nice little space. Out here all in right. Thailand. In the back here is the pun. All right. Here's the nursery. Test the room. We'll be at. Not trying to loop here, guys. One second. Let me uh, get the next one queued. I kind of screwed up queuing this all up, so I apologize. So if we need to test a couple lines, I'm going to run something. All right. So in the back here is the tester greenhouse. So if we need to test a couple lines, I'm going to run something. I'll have it in with everything else. Run some clones for sexing or something. A nice little small one. Nice white plastic. Keeps it cooler in here. Keeps it clean. So we know if there's bugs in here or anything, you can see them easy. And this is just a fine mesh screen. Um, you know, no need for plastic here. Just kind of keeps the majority of the bugs out. Uh, that's all you really need. Let's the air will still blow through. There you go. So in the back here is the tester greenhouse. So if we need to test. So this is, um, so for this, this is where they put the old soil. So they put the old soil on the plastic and then cover it with another piece of plastic and cook it so that if there's any bugs or anything bad in there, it'll kill, uh, you know, russet mites, broad mites, uh, spider mites, anything like that that might be from the last one that went unnoticed. Um, so this is uh, some Thai brickweed. So this is like the cheap stuff you can get. This this is like um, like uh, less than a cup of coffee for for two of those, um, just to give you an idea. But you can get that pretty much anywhere, uh, any of the little head shops and stuff. Um, this is kind of what uh, what the out you know outskirts of the cities looks like. Really, really beautiful. Really beautiful country. And then this is a, a food market in Bangkok. You can see any anything you can imagine. There's just, and and this goes for miles all the way down. And every so often, there's a different building. They, you know, one building ends, there's a street, another building begins, and it changes into like fish or pork or meat or vegetables or fruit or spices or every each one's a different specialty. It's it's incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Here's some more from the vegetable market. Very very amazing. Uh, really, the, the smells alone were just astronomically amazing. Like, it was like you went to heaven or something. It was just incredible, the amount of uh, wonderful food smells. I've never smelled anything like it. And then look at the purples on these onions. I just, I just That blew me away. The anthocyanin production on that was just incredible. And this is the other fun thing here in Thailand. You have these crazy tall trucks. This truck is like two and a half times the height of... It is long. You see stuff even bigger than this, and it's always really funny uh, to see around Thailand. Uh, 
All right, here we go. Did they get a moped or a scooter or something to get around? Uh, a bunch of Thai stuff, and then this is some more Western style stuff. This is some dosi dough and uh, royal caviar. Are these two? And these are a bunch of different Thai stuff that we're kind of hunting right now, for pheno hunting. Um, I don't give so much. I don't care so much about the structure as I do the smell. Uh, and then we have these over here, which are some more Western stuff. So, yeah. This greenhouse again, shade cloth. This is retractable uh, on cables. Same as like a light depth. And then we have the light fans here um, to keep everything going. We're going to add some more. Uh, obviously, they only have three right now. We're going to get some more in here. Um, and then we have the exhaust fan to help us just get some some airflow through here and pull some air through the walls and get us some more fresh air inside when it's a little bit warmer. It does get slightly warmer in here, but not much. You know, the walls really do breathe well. And we have some lights in here uh, for keeping everything in veg at night. Uh, we just make the day longer uh, and then use the sun, you know, the same as we do for the, the flowering. You can kind of see how this is all set up. And they're on pallets just to get everything up off the ground. Um, keeps everything a little cooler. We'll be moving to some bigger pots. They have these nice, they're like laundry bin um, pots that they put uh, cloth pots in. It's the cloth fabric like you would for a cloth pot uh, and the soil and that. And this is uh, a little cheaper than uh, going with some of the other stuff. But we're going to actually replace all these with white white pots because these red, these black pots are getting very hot. Same thing with the bottom here. This is going to be replaced with white. It's like you saw in the other uh, greenhouses. So. Sorry about the construction. I'll show you that in a minute. All right. So this. Cutting. Yeah. So. Hey, Steve. Do you. Yeah. Have you ever thought, thought, I'm sure you've thought about it, but uh, pos positive pressure, like reversing those fans. So instead of See, pulling, they're pushing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we definitely have, we're going to put fans on both ends um, long-term, but uh, right now we're just trying to get everything stabilized with, with what we have access to short-term. Um, it can take a while to get goods in or out of uh, Bangkok. So um yeah, yeah, no, I was just, I just saw that my first thought was like, oh, when you turn that on, it's going to obviously suck the air from right around the fan because it's all mesh, you know, it's like pulling from one end across the greenhouse. So that's why I was well, just like, oh, what well, if you flip the fan around and, and blew it in, you'd get, you'd yep. get a better circulation, right? We, what we have on order and what's coming uh, is we're on the opposite end, we're going to have a fan. And then, you know, like the tube socks that you have above your center of your stuff that distribute the air, we're going to yeah, run yeah. that through greenhouse because that's going to make way more sense to bring in that yep. fresh air to the core of the greenhouse is going to be much more efficient and cheaper um so we'll have that and then we'll have an exhaust fan just to dump the air out of there um for, cool. for temperature control so then th that's going to make way more sense you know long term so yeah that, that's already on order and and you know part part of the the first things that we addressed when we got here yeah so i don't think <laughs> to try to tell your business i'm just fucking you know i, I like the tech part of it I'm glad you asked the question because it's, it's something that people aren't aware of. They don't understand the importance of bringing that fresh air in deep into the greenhouse. And it's something that, hey, I, I'm sure have a bunch of the listeners are, were not aware of how important it would be for something like that. So I think it's a great question. And well, great even in like out. a greenhouse like mine, you know, like I, there was when I first got it in the summers, when it would get hot, I would roll up the sides a little bit. And it's designed that way. But, you know, you, you, you realize that with the second you do that, you're just like only pulling air in from the back third or whatever of the greenhouse. You're not fucking circulating through the whole thing. So, like, I have better growth by actually letting it be a little hotter, closing it down and bringing, you know, getting a better exchange. 
And if I if I reply in Italian, uh, the guys I work with and live with here are speak mainly Italian. So and my, uh, Italian is very similar to Spanish. So it's much easier for me mentally to uh, to absorb than the Thai, which is basically like an alien language to me. So um, uh, yeah, so I, I'm learning Italian at like ten times the rate that I am uh, Thai. So if I reply back, I don't get the chance to speak much regular English. So it's always some kind of hybrid you know, Italiano, English, whatever. So I apologize if uh, my language is a little bit funky. <laughs> um, let me see here if any of the next videos finished uploading. Um, I want to show you guys the other two greenhouses. Um, we'll be building more as well. So um, why is it taking a minute to upload? Oh, it's going. It's just taking its sweet time. Um, we'll have that available shortly. Uh, but basically, um, we're, we're, we have two more greenhouses that are bigger than the one that I showed you there uh, that are longer um, that we'll have for main production. And then we'll be adding group bays of those two at a time uh, uh, going in the back. We'll have about 20 more uh, of those uh, uh, that are bigger than the one that I showed you. So we'll have a lot of production. We also have an indoor building that'll have three floors, love rooms for drying, rooms for eating. Uh, and then we'll have a lab of HPLC and DNA testing and all that stuff so we can figure out, oh, it has this much THC, this much CBD, this much terpenes, um, and, and we can pheno hunt stuff much easier and, and, and you know, figure out stuff longer term. So really stoked on all that stuff. And, and, and it's nice to have access to all those kinds of tools when you're, when you're working on trying to figure out what's going to be best long term for larger scale production. Um, you know, it gives you a lot more insight uh, into what year it is that you're growing. Is extremely humid though. This is the most humid place I've ever lived um, by a long shot. So I will say that if something hates humidity, it's not going to grow here. Period. Forget it. Is that challenging for you personally, or are you you good with it? Oh no no no! no. The the no, nothing here bothers me. I mean, I'm a little bit concerned because there's a broad mite. Um, relative here that's extremely small. I'm talking like 50% bigger than a trichome head. It's smaller than any russet. It's like the leg of a russet. I'm not joking. It's the tiniest insect I've ever seen in my life. Or obviously it's not insects, arachnid, but um, still, um, a smallest thing I've ever seen in a plant by a long shot. So that's uh, something where, hey, I know we can knock that back with a mineral oil or something organically, no, no problem, but uh, you know, I haven't seen something that small before. So that's, a, I guess, the only new challenge that we have here. But mold and all that, no. As long as I'm applying my liquid IMO in my labs on a good regular basis, not a problem. Like, none of that scares me in the least. You know, we I'm, I, there'll be cultivars that are just not going to do well here, right? But it doesn't mean that I can't pull them off and still get them to harvest. It just means they're not going to thrive, which is the biggest difference. What's the... um focus of the of the the business model like what are you guys making flour concentrates all of the above or you, you know what, what are you so, doing it's a good question so um concentrates aren't currently legal yet in thailand they're still working on that legislation so currently we can only legally produce clones or flour um so we'll be focusing mainly on flour with some long-term production on seeds and clones but mainly focused on flour production for sale um, into some of the stores that we have partnerships with already um, and then just producing high quality, 
you know, regenerative style, organic, you know, higher tier cannabis. They're, they're not really focused on chemical production. They're not, they have no interest in any of that. So again, another reason why I was interested in this project is, you know, their, their, their heart's in the right place when it comes to growing the right way and producing high quality craft product. Um, but trying to scale that up in a way that makes sense is, is you know, fun and challenging and, um, you know, gives us some new ways to think about. But if we can make it work here in a pretty extreme environment, I think we can make it work in other places that are, you know, less challenging as well. Also, yeah. um, just fun to bring KNF to this part of the world as well. Uh, you know, it was super cool to do that in Zimbabwe, really cool to do that here and and to create video content that's translated into a whole new language. So, uh, you know, a nation that has not been exposed to this type of stuff where it works really well with what they have going on here and they have access to a huge amount of the resources for extremely low cost. So, um, you know, it just makes a lot of sense and it's really, really exciting to do that. Also going to be working on an IPMO series as well uh, in, in English. So if you guys have been waiting on that, uh, it's coming very soon. Um, the next couple of weeks. I just went along enough for us to apply it and then to show you guys how it affected the insects. So give me like two or three weeks to finish doing the, the editing on all that. I know a lot of people have asked for a specific video on that. So we're gonna be doing a whole KNF video series uh, out here, you know, live on the farm. It's gonna be good. Uh, if you guys in chat have any questions about Thailand, I'd love to, to answer them. Um, it's pretty wild here. I've not seen, uh, it's, it's even more open than Oklahoma, but at the same time, there's no hash or dab pens or. Is there any, uh, do they expect to do that? Is that on the, on the bit, you know? Yeah. 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 They're working on it. They, they kind of, a couple of weeks ago, they had a, a big vote about some of the regulations and they decided not to pass it, which was a bit of a setback, but it's coming. Like, it's not a big deal. Um, it just is going to take a little longer maybe than, than, how quickly everyone thought it would, but you know what? Isn't that literally what all of us have gone through with all the cannabis industry? Everything takes longer than it should, or it is supposed to. Like, I can't think of a single thing that's ever gone off on time, regardless of planning and financial situation. So it's just, it's, it's part of the industry, you know, and it is what it is. So is it just flour that's legal or? Definitely, yes. Yep. Yep. Our seeds and clones, you can you can move um, edibles right. currently aren't legal, but you can often find them pretty easily. Even in legal dispensaries, they're, they're pretty sold in the open without anyone really giving them a problem. You do not see bubble hash or rosin or BHO. All that is, you know, very much can get you in trouble if they find it. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's unfortunate, but hey, I mean, right, we have a roll joint, right? Josh would be fine. We have three sets of bubble bags and a rosin <laughs> press, so I'm not suffering. Put it that way. No, nobody thought you were, Steve. Nobody, nobody <laughs> thought you were. Yeah, he's got an easy ass. Like he may have it hard with the dreads, but the dreads also pack the power. He's probably got like two or three ounces hidden in those motherfuckers, and just hash alone. <laughs> As in, don't even get oh don't even get started on the seeds, man. There's probably <laughs> yeah. some he doesn't even know what they are. Yeah, he forgot. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot that. Forgot it's like before he leaves the ground, he just like shakes them out. <laughs> like here you go, guys. <laughs> Good luck. Unnamed, bi unnamed bios popping out. <laughs> it's like it's like wine vintages, you know. 
Um, I did manage to find some um, some charas though, which I'm beyond fucking stoked on. Um, so that was pretty great. Which uh, you know, when you're in the right part of the world, you're in the right part of the world. <laughs> Especially if you have long dreads, you can find it eventually. <laughs> it's just so weird for a country that like has such a history with hash. You know, like goes back a long time, right? Oh yeah, and and not only that, but just the openness, like. I got off the plane and, and they're like, are you hungry? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll go to the night market. And people selling nitrous balloons and selling like, like anything you could imagine, like mushrooms and joints and pre-rolls and ounces and grams and just on like a table, like popping up a table, dropping it in the middle of the street. But no, no, like old school hash. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disappointing. Anything, you think of, anything you can think of, not so much hash though. No hash in the open. I hadn't seen any of that yet. Um, I've only seen hash or dabs like when you go hang out with somebody or when we're like away from prying eyes, I guess is probably the best way to put it. That's when you'll find it. It's around, but you're not going to see it open. You know, it's not, a, uh, it's not really safe. Um, but other than that, it's just been pretty, pretty gnarly. Like, uh, managed to find a nice multi-percolator bong and everything and some, some bangers and stuff. Um, so, you know, no big deal. And then. We had our awesome uh, uh, Thai brick weed. All right. Everyone keeps telling me to take the seeds. Look how white these seeds are, man. You don't want these seeds. I'll get, if, if people are, are begging for Thai stuff, we'll, we'll, I'll get, you know, we'll find much better stuff. This is not. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> slightly more shipping. You probably, like, I'd be surprised if one seed out of there sprouted. Those look pretty. Oh, no. oh. We're going to go on a tour. We have a couple places we're going to go visit some family members of the people we work with and, and see some right, like yeah. up in the hills, real stuff. That's where I want to get my seeds from, right? Like right before harvest. I don't want to get it from some swag bag. Like well, you don't want those seeds, man. And I've had literally, right. I had like 50 people hit me up for the seeds in this picture. And I'm just like, yo, no, like I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll do something better. It's fine. Don't yeah. Worry. I mean, it's not any different here, right? Like you should, you know, like, <laughs> ideally you shouldn't be growing seeds you just find them in a swag bag in oklahoma either you know what i mean like it's you know just start start with some good genetics whether whether they're clones that somebody else has already grown out or or known seeds you know like especially if you're just starting out you could be shooting yourself in the foot like <laughs> real quick personally oh yeah um other than that uh it's been pretty easy to get most of the biological controls with Rea Bassiana. I, I, um, the only one I can't get is Isaria fumaceraceae. That's been the only one that's been a bit of a pickle uh, to find. Uh, all the others that I'm used to having have been pretty readily available in you know, some type of form. So that was a refreshing, uh, refreshing surprise for sure, because it was a big concern. Um, but yeah, if anybody in chat has any questions about Thailand, let me know. Oh. I know what you guys are going to want to see because uh, I posted this earlier on Insta. So shout out to the Oki homies who shits all over Thailand. Where is it? Hold on a sec. I'll find it. Tabel Nech. Anyways. Um, pull up my Instagram. Yeah, it's been pretty wild. I actually found quite a bit of Oklahoma weed um, in uh, in downtown uh, downtown Bangkok. 
and a lot of California weed too in Bangkok. There we go. I got it pulled open now. Sorry guys, took me a minute. Still getting used to everything here. There you go. Some Oklahoma weed in uh in Bangkok. I took those pictures. <laughs> Marina Bay, Lemon OG, Super Silver Haze, White Widow. There you go. In Bangkok. Can't believe they <laughs> go to all that trouble of counterfeiting it all the way around the world. That's quite strange, but I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, these weren't a result of metrics. Immense failure, right? <laughs> Obviously not. Why why would they? <laughs> I think it's more a shining example of much of a fail metric is than anything else. <laughs> Literally, exactly. People gotta eat. Twelve-hour time zones over. This is the opposite side of the planet. <laughs> they got your weed. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. So someone asks, so what kind of fish do we grow here? So we have tilapia. We also have snakeheads. We have um, like a pangasius uh, catfish. Um, those are probably the three that are grown the most. Uh, and then there's also like we have betas like in the field next to us. Like um, if you go around for a while with the net, I can find wild betas like feet from my house, which is kind of cool. That's very really cool. Or you know, aquarium person from the U.S. They're they're everywhere. Um, so that was kind of neat. They're not colorful like the ones that you got. They have some color on them, but nothing like the the Western ones. Well, because um, it's probably mostly males, right? They aren't the males the the non-colorful one, or vice versa, right? I don't get remember. Um, the females have less color, but at the same time, the wild, like they're very highly selectively bred like goldfish, right? So the wild gotcha. ones only have a couple, couple areas of color versus the all color. Are they as aggressive? Like, are they just fighting, you know, and shit? Or is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. so like, um, you know how like in uh, um, like Mexico or Jamaica, you can go to a cockfighting? Um, they do that with the fish here. So they'll have like fighting betas, beta embellus, which is a different species than the one you see in the pet stores in the U.S. You can find them once in a while in the U.S., but um, they're a, a shorter fin species. They'll take them and they'll bet on them. So they'll put them in like a big like eight-gallon bowl with dudes all around, like a high up on like a thing with like a camera on it with the TVs around and all and they'll bet on it like, like a cockfight until one of them is clearly like lost and then they'll take them out and nurse them back to health and fight them again wild yeah plus it's a cheaper thing right like anybody out here can do that right any any rice farmer can throw down on a saturday night and you know what i mean it's like it's like drag racing right if anybody has a fast car they can bring it to the show that's so something that even it doesn't matter how rich you are like you can throw down on saturday night and have you know find a beta in your field right like <laughs> it's a it's a, something that, that that doesn't have like a uh, an age you know a, a price gap or anything as much as other sports um what else do we have is oaky weed or just labeled oakley it really is oakley weed it's, it's the same exact branding as a company that i'm aware of in oklahoma i'm not going to out them but it's the same shit when it's being diverted over here. Now, whether or not they're aware of it is a whole other story, but it's certainly a lot of uh, U.S. weed here in Bangkok in particular is finding its way through the port and I'll leave it at that. Um, 
How the tables have turned since the sixties. Is it all indoor aquaponic or are you outside too? So um, most of our stuff will be in the greenhouses, but we will, we will have some outdoor later on, but that's a different property. And, and uh, I'll get to video of that later on when we get there or we get to that stuff. Um, cooking out soil, the plastic you're showing us, does it cook out diseases? Yes, it will. It'll cook out all that stuff. Plus, we're also applying liquid IMO afterwards, right? So we're, we're heating it up. And as soon as it cools down, we put beneficial nematodes. And then we put in the liquid IMO and even some regular, you know, IMO4 um, to keep that healthy and all that stuff. So we're not going to have to worry about septoria or botrytis or um, uh, fusarium, any of that crap. We do have, I have seen botrytis. Um, out here, but that's the only disease that I've seen. I've seen spider mites and those miniature broad mites. Um, we, we visited a couple other farms um, while we've been bouncing around out here, talking to people, just trying to learn what's going on, learn what we need to be up against and all that stuff. Um, it's always good to visit other people, kind of see what challenges they're running into. I have a little microscope uh, that's not in here, but I can I can bring it with me. It's like a dino light. I can attach it to my phone. So I have my tablet. Whenever we travel, I'll take it and I can I can scout plants and all and see what's what's going on. So it's helping me a lot figure out what you know what we need to do as far as a game plan um, and keeping everything sorted. So that's been a lot of fun and just uh, sourcing resources, trying to find uh, potassium silicate in this country seems to be all but impossible. Um, but everything else seems to be pretty readily available. I'm trying to think of anything else that's been a challenge, mainly just potassium silicate. Um, a little bit on uh, mineral oil, you know, a replacement for, for soft oil X. But, uh, but then that, that's been the main thing. We did find one. It just took a little while. Um, and again, for dipping clones and all that, you got to have that stuff to make sure everything's clean. Am I going to start breeding bandas? Maybe. Um, we'll see. I, I got to worry about getting the, everything else sorted first, and then I'll worry about having hobbies and a lot of happy horse shit. <laughs> if I get any free time, probably gonna go go to one of the markets and hang out. And Sorry, I, I'm like half half listening. I was I was editing a thing real quick, but uh, are you in your what's what's your filtration going to be like? So you're using the pond water with beta and and all sorts of amphibious, uh, sure. you know, natural shit. What what's your filter filter going to be like? We just have a screen filter that collects particles of it. We're not really filtering for microbials or anything. We're adding lactobacillus and liquid IMO into the. But you're not um, going to like run it through, through some rocks or anything to like. No, no. you're okay the reasons with, with... We, we we did water tests and soil tests here, so we're not high in arsenic. We're not high in. Um, path, we don't have any pathogens. There's no pesticide residue, so it's like. Well, I guess. Really the, well, what about this? In my mind. Uh, when we're running it through, when we're running like a, a, a you know, fl a flood and drain system. So let, let's say you set up yourself a, a flood and a big media bed that you're going to run this pond water through. I believe that you'll get more microbial interaction in that media bed than you are in that pond through the, through the up and down yeah. action. Right. So like in my mind, that's, that's a benefit. And then you collect the water on the, the back end of it and you have more microbial population and more nutrient diversity right than you would just with the, the the lower flowing pond water so we're we're just taking the water for irrigation so we're kind of doing it more like uh um we're not circulating it back to the ponds we will later on with the new greenhouses but these first couple we're just kind of adapting to what they have and, and making it work and, and we'll get fancy later um so yeah the next the next couple we're circulating but these ones are just single you know 
pumping from there, adding, amending it a little bit before we send it out, adding microbes in that mix tank. So we have a pre-mix tank that's 3,000 liters or 4,000 liters. So we pump up from the pond, uh, we test this to know what the nitrogen level is, and then we, we adjust off of that and then feed it as needed. Or we'll, we'll fill it up halfway and bring in groundwater for the rest to dilute the nitrogen. You know, if it's in flour, I don't want high nitrogen, right? So we're going to dilute that down and, and, and go about it that way. Also, I was demanding, hey, if I need to boost potassium, I can add a little potassium to it, you know, or whatever I need to add. We'll also be working on um, like uh, different ferments too. So testing that out, a lot of the stuff that Quan uh, Fem was working on, we're going to be getting a, um, one of the uh, HANA testers, the same one he was using. So we can start testing broad spectrum stuff like that as well. So super stoked on, you know, testing more tropical inputs, trying to further refine a lot of that work that he started. So that'll be a lot of, a lot of fun. Other than that, I'm trying to think. I haven't seen any crazy insects yet. Um, we do have monocle cobras, and we have two different species of green pit vipers here, and a couple of other uh, venomous snakes, but mostly those three that we have to worry about. We do have crates and some other stuff, but they're generally a lot less um, aggressive than, uh, than the first three I just mentioned. So always having to look at, um, you know, when you lean in towards a plant, looking up before you lean forward, don't get bit in the face uh, and then just having the dogs run out into the grove before you do so that you know they can bark at whatever is there before you find it uh, is very important <laughs> very similar to zimbabwe there's lots of things that can kill you um, in terms of the, the thing if you're not paying attention <laughs> we're near pechaboon um i won't say the exact town name but we're not far from there That'll be fun. What's um, the best? What's the best what's food that? you've encountered over there so far? Huh, that's a good question. In restaurants and stuff. In fact, we had a really good thing last night where we had um, these like little ribs that were uh, like short ribs that were uh, with like uh, you take the garlic and like slice it really thin and then like cook them like um, bake it and then they added like little crisps on it uh, and that was amazing. It was some yeah, kind of, I don't know what the sauce was on it, but it was just, it's almost like hot wings, but that was, that was really good. Hot um, wing ribs, that sounds delicious. And then uh, they've made a bunch of really good Thai food and stuff here at the house that I have no idea what it was. It just tasted good, so I eat it. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that was really just like amazeballs. We had some good mushrooms and fish the other night in town. That was really good, too. The rig on pretty much, you know, lots of mushrooms, lots of vegetables, lots of fruit. Also nice to get sweet sap. I can get sweet sap nice. and sour sap here pretty much year round. So I'm pretty right, jealous. I've had sweet, like at least two or three sweet saps every day. Does it taste here. different over there? Um, No, no. Very similar to the Jamaican stuff. Um, The sweet sap here is like, they have green ones and purple ones. And the purple ones I've never seen in Jamaica are the Caribbean. The um, Maybe they haven't gotten one, there. No. They have like red and purple ones, which have more like extra flavor to them. But other than that, that's the only thing I've seen that's different. Um, trying to think, no, um, you know, jungle sop. Um, I'm not not sure, not sure. In Jamaica, maybe, they have made sop, by different names. Jungle sop, which are big, big. No, we don't of, have the big ones. No. Yeah, 
they don't have those here. I haven't seen any. Um, lots of tapioca and cassava. Um, trying to think of anything else that's different. It's like the Caribbean. You buy a bottle of booze and a bottle of Coke and you mix it with a glass of ice rather than buying a mixed drink. And that may be a, another example of something else maybe different from the U.S. Um, they're big on, um, what's it called? The butt sprayers. Oh, bidets. Yeah, they have bidets everywhere instead of toilet paper. So that takes a minute to get used to. Um, what else? Pleasurable minute. <laughs> um other than that just getting the, the, the dogs here used to me like, i'm kind of the big scary guy so took a minute to win the dogs over um and then just trying to source genetics we went went to a couple stores to get genetics and a lot of it was boof so or i look at it and they're very obviously like fucked up seeds and i'm just like no you know you know brought some stuff and we have some other stuff that they have here that's traditional but still got to get more you know in the beginning we're doing a really large operation you just want to get a bunch of different stuff and you know hunt out everything see what does well here in the climate because not everything's going to like it here you know 30 percent of it's going to hate it here so it is what it is and also heat tolerant stuff not everything's used to high heat you know you're not going to get the bright purples you do usually or the dark blacks, you know, and things like you get just too hot. You know, most of the days here, it's the night is 66 to 68. And then the daytime is like 88. That's that's, that's hot. Much most of the year. <laughs> so. And then part of the year is humid, part of the year it's drier. <laughs> that's about it. Sounds awesome, man. Sounds awesome. Sounds a, l- a little bit hot in the day. I, I mean, the night temperature, you just got to have a fan on in the room, basically. But It's basically like Jamaican summertime all the yeah. time here. Yeah. Or, or anywhere right. in the <laughs> Sounds about right, um, man. What else do we have? Can I start breeding betas? No. I just don't have time. Um uh, how many hours of light do you have? So the natural hours of light are like six hours to six and a half hours, sorry, 12 hours, 12 and a half hours. Um, and that's it. We're really close to the equator here. Um, we're about in the center of the country. So um, further south in Thailand actually is, is directly under the equator. So we're, we're very, very close. So pretty, pretty close to 12, 12. That's why with the greenhouses, we just have the lights on for four or five hours, uh, you know, six hours, whatever, just to make the day longer at the end of the day. But after that, we just shut the lights off and they're fine. You know, and for the regular, we don't need depth because they're always 12-12. So we just put them out in the regular greenhouse and they're fine. Um, so there's no re- reason to worry about it. And then a half an hour difference when you're already running them at 16 hours, it's not going to make a difference. Those plants are going to trigger real hard as soon as they have that six-hour difference, you know, yep. or four-hour difference, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, what other questions do you guys have uh, for Thailand? And if you guys don't have any or need a minute, uh, what are you guys up to in your garden? Uh, what are you up to, Josh? I know you've been working real hard. Uh... I planted a bunch of seedlings today. Um, I'm currently on my web- editing my website as we're talking, adding an event that I've got booked. 
and I'm excited about. I'd mentioned it last night, but I got confirmation from everybody today. So um, it's it's, uh, the event is a gender reveal party um, in Garberville, California, um, at the same same spot, same bat time, same bat place uh, that I've kind of been been posting up at for the last four or five years um, at the Richardson Grove campground used to be RV park. It's now RV park and campground. And um, in Garberville, right across from the one log cookies facility. And um, yeah, so it's going to be a two day event. It's going to be January 28th and 29th on Saturday is going to be a full day of learning how to test uh, plants for their sex, male or female, so that you can take a tissue sample, leaf tissue sample and um, run it through a test and determine whether it is male or female. Whoa, he's got some nugs, some real nugs, um, which is a which is a, a big benefit to all, all of us, uh, whether you be a home grower, um, you know, this this may or may not be the thing for you. You probably need to be a really extreme hobbyist to, to really justify the cost because it, it is a $500 ticket. Um, you know, and then there's an additional cost of equipment that's going to be about 900 bucks. So it's extreme hobbyists, more more real, realistically, the professional grower or breeder. You know, if I can, uh, for me, as I'm opening up, you know, 500, 1,000 or more seeds at a time, if I can determine the sex uh, quickly by doing a, a tissue sample and, and, and put all the males in, in their, their, their respective places, and all the females, uh, especially since I run living soil, because it, it, it really otherwise, like I end up having to plant all sorts of fuckery uh, straight up, you know, like planting a bunch of seedlings in beds. And then I have to clone the males and be really fucking hot and quick on it and like collect the pollen off the cloning cl- the plants as they're cloning. Like it's just a bunch of bullshit, you know, um, versus uh you know, some of those guys that are in pots that might be a little bit easier just to pull the males and throw them in a different room. Um, but if you're a big commercial farmer, uh, to not even waste the space and to be able to run seeds and get hybrid bigger um, from that tap root is pretty fucking incredible. And to not have to waste the time uh, on on um, running the males. And, uh, you know, because it's it really is a, a six week process, at least to, to where you can get it a sex determined. And that's you have to get them into, you know, a four inch or a six inch or, or more, depending on what you're doing and all that space and and everything. And when we, we, when you're at home, you may not it may not feel as much of a burden. But, uh, you know, like I said, if you're running a thousand plants, that's a lot. It ends up being amount of space. You know, if it's running two thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand, you know, then it really matters. And, and so this is not a new concept. Um, it's just kind of that the, the information has been kept under lock and key pretty tightly um and i i I periodically i'll kind of google the the interwebs with my my weak ass googling skills and try to see if i can find um you know how to do this or some someone on that's popped up on youtube to teach and they just have i haven't seen that so i reached out to a homie that does this he teaches this on the regular um this is you know for his job he teaches tissue culture and this is part of it and you know, if you were going to take the course from him solo, um, it would be an $1,800 course, but he can come and do it to a bunch of us and reduce the cost. And uh, anyways, um, 
you know, just the, the other little info in there is that like, if you were to pay for this, uh, it's $10 a, a test, meaning $10 a plant, you know? So um, I've never, I couldn't really justify that or afford it. You know, it may, maybe that those numbers would make some sense if I had the money, but um, you know, for me, I'm just like, fuck, I don't have that money. So I have to find the space and make that fucking shit happen. And uh, uh, if I can pay, you know, 500 bucks for the ticket and come do this, this event and have a great time and, um, and then buy $900, $1,000 with equipment, like done. It's a no brainer to me. I'm signed up like, and there's only 50 spots for this. So like uh, the, the ticket will be published within an hour or so on my website, regenerative seeds. Um, no, it's not, not with him. It's with uh, another dude. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll publish it later. You know, we're going to, we got to, we're going to, um, I'll publish his information later, but yeah. He's a reputable dude and he's, he's been teaching a ton of stuff and I've been following him for a while. We've had a, a couple phone calls uh, throughout the last year on, on tissue culture. And, um, and then day two Sunday will be uh, sort of a, a, a nursery workshop um, or genetic workshop uh, with myself, Kevin Jodry and Mean Gene from Mendocino. And so um, it'll be uh, a little bit, different than the way the regions uh, conference has been where it's kind of like a, a talk at you thing it'll still be a little bit of that but it'll be more like practical skills like how do you how do you get prepped for the year you know tech techniques and things that that the gene does as a breeder things that you want to do as as set stocking up and getting the nursery just like practical stuff so um and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a seed swap and and we'll probably we'll open that up to the local community so we can have a bunch of people there and and have a good time and, uh, you know, maybe throw a big dinner and have a big, big, big fun time. So, uh, like I said, there's only 50 tickets available. Um, I expect that we, they all sell out really quickly. Um, I, um, yeah, I'm excited about this. I think it's cool. Yeah, I know there's, uh, not a lot of, um, uh, events a lot of those events have kind of um gone away i guess under covid so <laughs> nice to see some new stuff going on or have failed because of covid one or the other yeah i mean there's <laughs> the, yeah, yeah there's stuff yeah um i think this is you know the garberville event we did it last year it's a it's a classic place to be um, great last year the fucking um Bob Hempill's puck crosses. Holy shit. That was probably the best weed I've ever smoked in my life last year. Bob will definitely be making an appearance. I'm sure, uh, you know, I can't guarantee it, but um, he always does. So um, actually have a, a, a drop of his coming that should be here maybe tomorrow or the next day. So um, nice. a haze drop. So keep, keep your, keep the eye out on that. So that'll be cool. Nice. Also, start too. We'll have an HPLC and everything here to test cannabinoids and terpenes for people. So I'm super stoked long term to like try and work with some breeders that are interested in trying to test their stuff on tropical climates and see what it tests out to and, and all that. So I'm super excited on that stuff. So actually, have a, a lab to evaluate things properly rather than uh, sending everything off will be really great. Yeah, super cool. Um, what are, uh, what, anything, uh, that you're excited about this next, uh, over the winter or next coming spring that you're stoked on, uh, breeding wise or, or pop wise? <laughs> um, yeah, I, um, 
I mean, I've got a lot going on today. I was planting a bunch of uh, Mean Gene stuff. It's um, special. In, it's special indica. It's OG Ghost OG cross special indica was most of it. That was the, that was the male used for most of it. So there's a back cross under the special indica. Um, there was a dog walker. Um, there was a grape lime skunk, a lime one cross, lime pop kush, um, some really cool, cool stuff. Um, so I planted, you know, maybe six, seven varieties of, of, of that sort of, sort of things to test for him. Um, so I'm excited about that and I'm, I'm hoping to find some good clones that I can, can put out, you know, as nursery stock for folks. Um, and then, uh, I'm tomorrow morning, I'll be back at it. Uh, filling the greenhouse up with um, more of my stuff. Um, that the, so I took the uh, the stuff from Bob Hemphill, the Puck Hash Plant BX2. I increased it, so I want to look at the threes. Um, I really just want to have them as to me, it's a tool to breed into, and uh, so I, I increased the seeds just to have them so that's to, that I can throw at anything, you know, if, you know, type thing because I know know what it's going to do. Um, I got, I got to go over to his house and smoke that shit and smoke all the outcrosses they did and walk through him and Hannah walk, walk me through, you know, what it, what it was throwing. It's like, it consistently did the same thing. It throws girth and, um, potency. And I think it's going to have good hash yields too. Um, so I'm really excited about it. And so I have a couple crosses. I put the dog liquor on it. Um, I have also planted the, um, he, he did hit that to the uh, red Lebanese. It was really fucking delicious. Really fucking delicious. Um, it's when I hit it at his house, I remember telling him that I, I feel like that was like, there's some red labs one way or the other in Skittles. Like um, the fucking Fino he had, he, he gave me to smoke was really fucking delicious and really in that vein. Um, and so I did the same thing. Uh, I just wanted to increase the seeds so that I had them to fuck with. Um, it was kind of like I, I've, I've done a bunch of that bunch of projects this year that were like of no real direct value financially, but just like building some tools. And so that was one of them. But I actually fucked it up a little bit um, and got spider mites in the in the garden pretty severely. And um, it was about the time I was doing the melting of the heads and I was so busy with everything that I just like opened the door, looked at it, closed the door and walked away for like four weeks, literally, you know, I know because I also got COVID and, and uh, my rooms are pretty, are all auto. They're, they're so they're soil beds. You know, I don't need to water them. They just fucking run. And so I got COVID and wasn't even on my farm and came back and just like opened it up. And it was just like, oh, bomb. you know, you just want to start dry heaving and vomiting. Like it was disgusting. Yeah, blue mats in there for sure. Um, there were so many spider mites and it was just like, oh God, what the fuck, dude? Just like really disgusting. And, um, but there was two plants in there that didn't have any, any spider mites on them. And so that was like, oh, okay. Well, it looks like you just fucking test, did a spider mite test, bro. Like you just were like intentionally breeding spider mite resistant plants, motherfucker. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So you had in mind the whole time. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. I should have I should have told the story differently. Next time I will. 
I was working on the spider mite resistance program. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I would you'd be amazed how many I had to throw away. I mean, absolute <laughs> garbage, just covered in spider mites. But there were two, and that's Came what up. we started with. Came up with the perfect I, I, protocol. I, plan, I planned a whole hash event in order to bring the spider mites in. <laughs> <laughs> I had people bring spider mites from all over the country. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh yeah, out of my little fuck up, I um I That's all spider mites matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I that I don't even know about that joke being funny at all, actually. I don't even know. <laughs> but um yeah, so uh, I got so I the, the two plants I have an A and B, and I planted those today to, to test out about seventy of each of those. Um, you know, I, just to fucking look at them, you know, and, and maybe I'll put some pollen on them or something. I don't know. I don't really know. I'm just I'm trying to look at a bunch of shit right now, and uh, I got yeah, like I said, the dog liquor, the red labs, um, the puck liquors. Um, uh, I got. The, I, I'm digging back into some older stuff I made. That's exciting. Uh, Gary Payton with the on the with the skunk band mail. On you should ask one those ones that are spider mite resistant. I well, I I already they, they were they were seeded, so I okay. hit them. There are they were open pollinated with the males. And they're already seeded, so the, the I seed see. Okay. okay, I didn't complete the story. Sorry, um, I had open pollinated the pack. And then uh, when I when I saw all the spider mites, I culled all them and threw away those those females with the seeds and kept the seeds from the two that were um, resistant. And then that there that was A and B. And so now I'm going to look at A and B and kind of get be able to get a better look at the difference of those. And nice. who knows, you know what I mean? Because like some the males that, that I open pollinated into, they're not all going to have that resistance in. You know what I mean? So it'll exactly. it's a it is it will show it off. It'll show yeah. up again though. Should, yeah, you should find some fair frequency. Yeah, and so actually, maybe maybe that's something I should dig into and be like, get some spider mites and and put them in a room and fuck with it a little bit. You know, that's not a bad idea, um, because now I know that's in the, in the genes. You know, I can I can isolate it easily. You know, yeah. Anyone wanting to replicate his amazing test here, you can buy spider mites under the brand name Strawberry Starts. It's your local garden center. <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere everywhere seriously like 90 percent of the strawberry starts in the market have spider mites i'm not even i'm not joking like it was the number one problem whenever we do display setups and stuff for aquaponic source we, we, we'd buy you know we go to we especially if we're coming in from out of town we'd ship the system there right and we'd fill it up with water go grab some goldfish from a local store power cycle it you know in a day or two for the for the weekend for whatever we're doing and we'd go grab some nursery plants every time the strawberries would have spider mites a hundred percent of the time it was just very frustrating so i very much want treat if you, if you ever get strawberry starts and you're you have a home garden treat them the way you would take clones from your cannabis right so um get some self oil x or mineral oil monterey mineral oil or whatever your your mineral oil of choice is that you're going to use put you know half a shot glass per four gallons or three and a half to four gallons in a, in a bucket um, put your clones or in this case strawberry starts in the water fully submerge them uh, and then take them out and then put them into your garden that's going to keep you from bringing those in uh, or those eggs in or if you don't 
Dip the whole motherfucker in bleach solution. That's where I'm at these days. Fuck it all. <laughs> dip, dip in a 10% bleach solution. <laughs> also, I'm glad you mentioned that. Don't anyone that's been traditionally using rubbing alcohol for your scissors between plants, stop doing that. Use bleach. Um, we found the HPLV actually will go faster with alcohol uh, and transfer easier with alcohol soaking uh, than, uh, than chloride. Bleach is the only thing. Bleach! <laughs> yeah. No, it's true, though. Seriously, uh, it used to be, hey, you know, we thought everything would die from alcohol. We were wrong. You know, it seems to survive in that. So um, be sure that you're using ble bleach instead. Uh, if not, you will spell HPLV uh, through your stuff. What, what have you been up to, Wes? What are you growing? How's your garden? My garden, let's see. My flower room is shut down right now. She's closed right down. Just like Josh, I had spider mites, but I detected them early and I used the bug lady and got a oversized, uh, oversized drop of uh, bugs. Uh, those whirly gigs, I can't remember the... Uh, the scientific name for them. They ended up working, uh, the, the crazy mites, they ended up working out really well for me. They really for, for kept- spider mites, persimilis? Uh, well, I, I had persimilis, I had persimilis and, um, hold on, let me, uh, I should just look it up. Uh, I had, pers I, I hit it with, I hit them with three different types. I hit them with- uh, Long pipes, Californicus. No, it started with an A. A, one for the A. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, then uh, Swirskis and um, and uh, and then these crazy mites, which uh, are, are they're new on the market. I used to get Stradiolalis instead, yeah, those ones, those things are incredible. They like they they are fast, they are hunters, and they really kept them at bay. Like, like, I mean, they actually decreased the populations of spider mice just decreased. And like, I made it to through flower within. I, I, yeah, I'd say those guys are responsible because they huh. really, they really seem to work. Those are new to so me. The, one, the caveat I want to mention is these are only legal currently in Canada. They are not legal in the United States. Um, so if you're watching this and you're in Canada, you're in luck. Uh, they have not been approved yet by um, the uh, um, USDA for use in the U.S. They are under review right now, but they're not currently available in the United it's States. It's like they're aphid fuckers. That's so weird that yeah, Canada they're... has it before you guys. We must have them here naturally or something. Yeah, that or they're a tropical species that has no chance of escaping in cold. Right, right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they... Uh, Anistis bacarium mites. There you go. <clears throat> Where are the gig mites? But yeah, they're they're badass. They're great if you're in Canada, uh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but not available at all in the United States currently. <clears throat> well, awesome. Ten to one, ten to one bleach, or uh, you can go up to twenty percent too. Um, but someone would say same to torch the scissors, but uh, that doesn't work for, for the HLPV. It's got to be the bleach. Bleach is the thing. Like I was, li I, I, I was listening to um, some doctor that studied these different viroids and, you know, that's, it's all, that was well, all the research. It was just like, don't fuck around. And, and it's just so dumb. I just feel like, but 
and I actually, so I just, this last week, I've been using bleach solution a lot. I've been dunking plants in it. I took all my house plants out and, out and I sprayed them down with, with it, you know, just like, you know, you gotta, you gotta get biology back on it, on the plants. You know, it's not like that's the end of the game and, and you should just do that forever because that you'll, you'll live in deficiency, but as a solution to kill everything, eggs, viruses, bacteria, everything, just knock it all the fuck out and start it fresh. Um, it's a pretty awesome, cheap solution. Yeah. And uh, it actually works for a lot of the viruses, whereas alcohol does not, so, unfortunately. That is cool. I did not know that. I don't know what I'm going to do with all my uh, with my five gallon of alcohol I have out there, but uh, I have to do something with it. It's so good for cleaning. Just don't use it for the pruning. Get, your, get yeah. yourself one of these, and then you'll just fucking burn that shit up in a... <laughs> Jeffy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, I, I think, yeah, if you are using one of those, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't mean to hit the mic there. If you are using one of those, it is great to just have a little tub of ISO, and then as soon as you're done hitting it, just toss it in there. It works so much better. Look at this thing. The yeah. banger baskets. That's brilliant. There you go. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to actually bounce out, guys. Um mm. Long, long day tomorrow. I had a long night last night. So, awesome, man. But uh, good talking to y'all. Yeah, thanks for Have coming. Have a good night, Wes. Good morning. Have a good morning, Potent. <laughs> yeah, it is Friday here already. So, I am in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a day late. <laughs> and about to fuck. <laughs> peace guys Here's, yeah it is nice though that it's only 12 hours difference so instead of it being yeah that works out well that works out well that's way, way easier than Zimbabwe was. yeah way easier than 4am that yeah. sucked <laughs> yeah you were like a zombie when you were doing the show over there man yeah and then we realized that we just switched it to Sundays at noon for a little while because that was way more sane for me yeah, but. but it's all right. Uh, we'll be able to do shows here uh, pretty much on the normal time, maybe slightly off an hour or two or whatever. But I have time to, you know, go out, check the grow for, you know, two or three hours before we do the show. So it gives me plenty of time to get everything organized and whoever needs to have questions answered on the grow, the grow side uh, can know what to do. And then we can have a show and then go back to work. So it works out just fine. Uh, anything else new with you, Wes? Well, no, just uh, just got to take a bunch of clones. My mothers are getting big, so I'm going to flower them out. But uh, nothing really special. Just, uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I, I should probably pop some more seeds here probably soon. But, uh, yeah, no, nothing, nothing, nothing uh, outstanding on the on the horizon. Um, somebody, somebody in chat asked, needs to soak and bleach for a certain amount of time. Yeah, usually what we do is, I, what I like to do is have three or four different pruners and go one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So, you know, it's going to take me between two to seven minutes, eight minutes per plant to, to prune it up, depending on what I'm doing and, and how much I'm pruning it. So that gives me, you know, every, you know, 15 to, to 30 minutes between pruners use. So it gives plenty of time for me to naturally 
have that soak time, you know, be adequate without having to worry about sitting there and wasting time or waiting on my pruners or anything like that. You know, and then also you're not wearing your blades down as fast too. You know, you're, you're only each blade is going down a quarter as fast, which means that you're going to, you don't have to buy pruners as often, which, you know, they still last the same amount of time. But at the end of the day, it's, um, you know, less pain in the ass to, to have to sharpen everything quite so often. That's true. Um, let me see. Well, that's uh, all the chat questions. Anything else you wanted to mention before we wrap up the show? Yeah, that's no, nice. No. Uh, well, just check us out on that smoke show with that uh, is, Ash. That's awesome. Yeah, and I got some nice bangers for this that are like all corkscrew and look all fancy. It's pretty dope, actually. And I, this I was like I don't know, 40 bucks, something like that. <laughs> nice. That's nice. That's got to be awesome. The exchange rate and the cost of living over there. Yeah, it's 38 to one. So I went and got a two hour massage the other day and it was like $9. It was great. Holy cow. And I have to get one of those like twice a week for that kind of price. (laughs) It's supporting local economy, man. That's what you got to do. It's being a good person. It's It's quite nice. That's awesome. Get your back cracked and get walked on and fill your knots out. They're like chiropractors with their feet. That's kind of incredible. I've never had it happen before. That was pretty good. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I think we'll wrap up the show. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, we'll have, oh, wait, I have more videos. I forgot because we were doing other shit here. There's the other two. Sorry, it took it takes a while. The internet here is good, but it's slow. So um, I'm working on that. So here's the next video. Uh, oh wait, I did the wrong button. Hold on. Yeah, okay, the audio's on. Here we go. So we got the control panel here. This controls the different fans. Yeah. This controls the different um, uh, panels for the the shade. And then this is the main power for the exhaust fans. And the rest and you can see again the white plastic cinder blocks raised up off the ground keeps everything nice and clean keeps it a little cooler than here than the black and uh yeah this will be uh our, our main flowering chambers so fun and you can see we got irrigation lines they come from here they run over there's a big water tank right behind us here um, that we can mix up everything in ahead of time uh, and then right over, you can see where that little shed is. There's a big pond, uh, big giant pond. That's where the fish are. So we'll be using, uh, you know, a lot of aquaponic water uh, for this growing in soil, um, which makes a little more sense than the scale. And then all of this behind here will all be greenhouses in the next couple months as well. So it gives you an idea of kind of the layout of, of how this is going to work uh, long term. And then you can see here, I'm just putting the finish and putting the plastic down we had that black down before we got that replaced with the white again for keeping things a little cleaner and also just keeping the temperature cooler it's going to cut the temperature in here four to five degrees fahrenheit um, by having that cooler temperature so yeah and then we'll put our nice pots living soil pots on top of here and away we go we're also thinking about maybe doing some beds as well so we'll see how that goes um you know probably do a do a row of each and see how that goes in comparison so All right, guys, we'll be back again with another video.
All right, so we got the control panel here. This control. So this is where they take the soil from the past runs. They put it on the plastic, and they put plastic over it, and they cook it so that if there's any bug eggs or anything or any problems, it gets you know fixed, and then we'll re-inoculate after that. And this building over here, they're currently building the inside, but there'll be three floors. Uh, and we'll have different rooms for drying and for growing and for lab work and all kinds of other stuff. We'll have a HPLC and we can test it. We're going to get DNA testers. We can do male-female testing and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. It's going to be super cool. But right now they're doing blow torching and stuff in there and building the floors. So we'll, we'll get a video from them soon. So this. Right, that flower so. room's gonna be something when it's full. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun. <sighs> um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, we got all that together. Yeah. Um, just working on all the different so, stuff. So does does um. Like, what does the good cannabis go for over there, or or is that going to be for export? Is is that the good? highest? The highest I've seen in the store. Let me grab a calculator and I can tell you what the U.S. would be. I know what it was in bot, but I don't. Still mentally getting used to the conversion. The highest I've seen someone try to sell weed for here is twenty six dollars uh, a gram. Oh, okay. So there is okay. So there is a bigger upper end market. Okay, cool. Yeah, most of the better stuff I've seen it uh, about twenty a gram. Really? For the better stuff, and then obviously I can buy like a kilo of of garbage or uh, lower quality stuff for. Uh, like $530 US. So I'm curious as to what you'd wash off of that when you made bubble hash. I'm very curious as well. I might have to do some research. In the name of science, yes, I agree. In the name of science, yes. Oh, 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 see if I can switch it in time. There's a hawk right outside the window. There you go. You can see him on the left there. Right here. Oh, yeah. There's so many cool birds. There's cranes and storks and spoonbills and like hawks. There's like, a, I've seen at least four different hawks here and like just all kinds of different stuff. It's so there's kites that eat the snails in the, in the fields and there's just, so many different things here. It's just all the time I'm seeing new things in the yard. Or, oh, or, I uh, bet. I bet. It's very biodiverse. You know, you know, normally in farmland, it's not biodiverse. Right here, it's like crazy. Frog, all kinds of frogs. And it's just, it's nuts. That's cool. That's cool. How much, so is, are those uh, rice fields holding water right now? Or, or yeah, they, all they, that is they like dry a, at least a foot or more water. Okay. <laughs> and that dries out in the in the in the dry season. Yeah. So 
Normally that would be drying back. Like in a normal year, it would have stopped raining three weeks ago. And this would be drying down. It would have shallower water and then it would dry out almost enough when they harvest. But this year it's deep. So they're going to have to use the taller tractor wheels and all. Crazy. I'll get some pictures and stuff of that. But hopefully you guys have had a, a cool chance to see some of the stuff we're doing. I'll, uh, I'll get set up. I'll do like a test run. I haven't tried to do a stream from back there. We, the Wi-Fi doesn't work in the grow, but I think I can make it work through my um, through my Typhoon um, and connect on Zoom. I just have to try. Hopefully we'll get that working. But yeah. Thanks everybody for watching. Um, how do people find you there, Wes? You know, you can always find me over at That Smoke Show uh, on YouTube uh, and uh, also on Instagram. Uh, the two two best places to find me. And what about yourself? Where's the best places for people to get a hold of you, Potent? I got too many things on my desk here. Um, I was just pulling up the link for that. Um, you can find us on Wednesdays uh, on That Smoke Show. Um, uh, we have a whole separate YouTube channel. We have all kinds of cool guests uh, on there. We had Brandon Rust on, Josh, uh, myself. Who else did we have on last night? We had all kinds of great people on. Um, I'm forgetting some people. I feel bad. Um, oh, Tommy, Tommy Tricombs is Tommy on. Tricks, yeah. Uh, yeah. American Maybe. One shows up now and then. Um, he's on, well. on sometimes. Uh, we had Scotty. And Chad had, Westport. Let's not forget Chad. Chad's been there a lot too. Yeah. Chad Westport, Hota Herb, um, myself. Um, who else? Lots of people. Uh, a different group of people each week. So it's fun. Uh, and, monkey. Yeah. Monkey. monkey from, oh, yeah. Monkey Do's been there. Been there a bunch. Um, so, yeah, you never know who's going to be on. Uh, um, it's always good times. So uh, come hang out. Uh, it's a different kind of show, a little bit looser format than this show. It's we uh, goof around a lot, uh, talk about a bunch of random stuff, um, get a little more animated and heated about stuff than we do on the show. It shows a little more science focused. It tries to be at least. So um, definitely check it out. And you can find this sh uh, both shows on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all the things uh, on Dat Smoke Show. And in this show, Growing With Fishes, on your favorite podcast app, uh, you can also check out, I've been putting a bunch of time into the website over at Potent Ponics. You can find access to all the classes on there. Um, we'll also be releasing later this month or beginning of, of November. We'll, we'll start releasing it this month, but it won't be completed released until um, sometime around Black Friday. Uh, the new mineral and microbe class. We'll be doing a whole bunch of video content here in Thailand with uh, AIMO and uh, terrestrial IMO applications with both uh, aquaponic and terrestrial plants and kind of going over in-depth um, video courses as well on, on that type of thing. So check that out as well as all the minerals and uh, that you need to add to an aquaponic system, uh, dosing guides uh, and much more in there. So um, that'll be a great course. It'll supplement, I think, a lot of what other people have learned from aquaponics and help them really kind of get to the next level. So I'm super stoked on that. And we also have the pest class and the aquaponic cannabis class as well, already available APMJ class and thepestclass.com. Alrighty guys, thanks a lot for watching and we will 